Hello and welcome to Solus Spiritus Sanctus, the Forgotten Sola podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Solus Spiritus Sanctus, the Forgotten Sola podcast. I'm your host, Josh Deals. And for this episode, our topic of discussion is going to be the ministry of the Holy Ghost. What does that look like? What is his ministry? What does the Bible tell us about the ministry of God, the Holy Ghost? Well, first and foremost, what we have to understand is that his ministry, the Spirit's ministry, is to point us always always and forever, his ministry will be to point us to Christ, to work in us, through us, and for us, making us more like Jesus. He is conforming us constantly. He is molding and shaping us to the image of Christ. Um, How does he do this? Well, first, he woos us. Um, he, He courts us for lack of a better word, and draws us to God and to Christ through the gospel. Um, You think back in your life, think back of the first, before you were saved, the first person that ever told you about Jesus, that ever told you the story of the gospel, of this man who was 100% God and 100% man, who lived a perfect life and died a cruel death in our place and that rose again on the third day and now makes intercession for us and that he will save those that come to him. He will save those that believe in him. When God, when that person, whoever it might have been, whether it was your mom, your dad, a someone at church, a Sunday school teacher, or even a friend that told you that, they were doing so because that was the ministry of the Spirit in action. That it was the Spirit of God working in them and through them to tell you about Jesus. And that was the beginning of him starting to woo your heart and to court your soul and draw you to Jesus Christ. Um, He shows us, he reveals to us our sin. He shows us who we are in our sin and draws us to God. Um, We are all, outside of Christ, we are all under the wrath of God against our sin. And the only way that we can escape the wrath of God is to run to his mercy and to his grace. And the only way we can do that, Jesus said this, he said, no one comes to the Father except they come through me and no man comes unless the Spirit draws him. The Spirit moves in his life and in his heart and woos and draws and brings us to Jesus. That is his the very first thing that he does in ministry. When God's justice could have rightly and justly sent me to hell, his mercy and his grace allowed the Spirit of God to work in my life. And if you're saved, friend, it was the same for you. He allowed the Spirit to work in your life 
to bring you to a place of repentance and faith. But after that, after we are converted, he is active in the ministry of conversion. But after we are converted, he is also active in the lifelong, ever-growing ministry of sanctification. Now, what does that mean? What does that word sanctification mean? It means to be set apart and made holy. So the Spirit of God, Paul said it this way. He said that we are being conformed to the image of Christ. We are being molded and shaped and made more and more like Jesus. And that is a process called sanctification. Uh, one of my dear friends, who also has a podcast that you should listen to, his name is Jay Knight. He is the pastor of the Worship Center Baptist Church in Mississippi. Jay, I apologize when you hear this. I cannot remember where in Mississippi. But um, he's, we were talking about people that just really get on our nerves one day. And he said, brother, those people are the sandpaper of our sanctification. And I know that's funny, but it makes sense because it's the Spirit of God's job to basically rub us the wrong way, do things that we don't think are comfortable or that we're not going to like. But as the Bible says, it is God working all things for our good and for his glory. And he is not, it's not always, good does not always mean comfortable. Good does not always mean happy. And let me give you an example of what I mean. Probably one of the greatest lessons that I have ever gone through that the Spirit of God taught me was something that is in the Bible, the book of Job. The Bible says that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And we can read that, and at face value, we can say yes and amen, but it's an entirely different story when that happens to us. Um, My wife and I, we just a couple of years ago, well, almost three years ago now, we found out that we were expecting our first child, and we were just elated. My wife had been told that she was not going to be able to have children, um, and that, that it would be very, very high risk if she did. Um, but we were so excited. We were just thrilled at the thought of having a child. Um, but God had other things in mind. Um, and I learned, not only did I learn about the Spirit's ministry and sanctification, but I also learned His comforting presence through all of this because when we were about 16 weeks along with the baby, um, we lost the baby. And when we lost that baby, I went into an absolute tailspin. Had it not been for people reaching out to me and talking to me and speaking with me about that, um, There's no telling where I would be today had that not happened. But 
I never will forget, I was working on my farm one day and, and I was I was talking to God just like I'm talking to you right now. Um, and I just, I wanted to know why. What had we done to cause this child to be taken from us before we ever, we, we already loved this child. We already, you know, we were already planning for this child to arrive. We were expectant. We were happy. We were so overjoyed. And then it all got snatched away from us. And I still do not know completely why that happened. But I do know, and for those of you listening that don't believe God still speaks today, I'm one of those that does. I'm sorry. Um, but just the Spirit of God spoke to my heart and and told me, you know, just to trust Him. And that honestly made me mad. It did. And I, I was, I, I didn't want, because I didn't want to. In my flesh, I didn't want to. I wanted to be angry. But I also knew that inner man knew that you have to trust the Spirit of God. And I finally, I, I broke um, and I repented of, you know, some things that I had said and thoughts that I had had towards God for taking this baby. And I came home and I told my wife, I said, Honey, we are just going to have to trust the Lord and watch what He does in this. And I have never known more peace in a time of trouble than in that moment. And that was that was God molding us and shaping us <clears throat> and the Spirit of God working in us to show us the peace that only He could bring. So like I said, good does not always look good. It does not always feel good. And for those, this is another erroneous teaching that pops up in the church about the ministry of the Spirit. People will say that when you go through a struggle or when you are hurting, that you are out of the will of God. That couldn't be further from the truth. We read throughout the scriptures where people were, I mean, I just think right off the top of my head, I think of Joseph. His brothers hated him, and they sold him into slavery in Egypt. But when it was all over, Joseph's, when he's reconciled with his family, he tells them what you meant for evil, God meant for good. So even though he had gone through those difficult hardships in his life, you know, we look at the life of Paul. He was beaten several times. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. He was imprisoned. And he said, I count it all glory. He looked at it and said, everything that I have been through was for the glory of God, and I bless his name for it. You know, Peter said, Beloved, think it not strange, the fiery trial which shall come upon you. Friends, we are in an ever-increasing battle in the world today, and it is only through the ministry of the Spirit of God that we can fight this battle. And you, you say, well, I just don't, enjoy it. I don't like it. Well, nobody in our flesh, if we're being honest, no one enjoys hurt and no one enjoys hardship. But 
we have a comforter. We have this paraclete that has came alongside us, that indwells us, that fills us to overflowing. The Bible says, Jesus said this, he was in the, in the gospel of John at the Feast of Tabernacles. Tell you what would happen at the Feast of Tabernacles. It was celebrating when they got water out of a rock in the wilderness and the priests would go and fill these golden bowls and with water and they would quote from the Psalms where it says, with joy and gladness will I draw water from the wells of salvation. And Jesus sees that this ritualistic thing that had replaced the reality of what had once been when the power of God and the ministry of God, the Holy Ghost, was active and working in his people. But now he sees that that has all been replaced by ritual. And the Bible says that he cried out with a loud voice. And that, and if you look at that in Greek, that phrase, cried with a loud voice, gives the picture of a wounded animal crying out in pain and in shock. And he says, if any man thirst, let him come to me and out of his belly, out of his heart, will flow rivers of living water. And it says this he spoke concerning the Spirit, but that his disciples didn't understand it because the Spirit was not yet given. So he is our comforter. He is our helper. He is our guide into all truth. And First Peter 4 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened, but rejoice because you are partakers of the sufferings of Christ and that when his glory is revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Now listen to what verse 14 says. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, you are happy because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Friends, the Spirit of God, part of that ministry that he has that is so vital and is so important is that he is our comforter. He is our helper, and he is constantly working to make us more and more like Jesus. I pray that this has helped you today. If you haven't already, please go to our Facebook page and find us on Facebook. You can <clears throat> uh, you can also email us at solusspiritispodcast at gmail.com. Please reach out, find us, and please, please help us grow this podcast. If you're wanting to find us on social media, you can find us on Solus Spiritus Podcast. That's the name of the Facebook page. Please reach out. We would love to hear from you. But as always, may God bless you. The Lord love you. And we'll talk to you next time.